Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Monica, host of From Heartbreak to Healed. I'm a life coach for women. I'm a wife, a mama, a granny, and a Christian. I help women turn their heartbreak into joy. After walking my own infidelity journey, it has become my passion to help guide you on your journey. This podcast is for the woman who is ready to heal her heartbreak and find joy on the other side. Let's get started. We're back for another episode, and today I want to talk about the four stages of the infidelity journey. So I kind of created these stages from my own experience of walking through infidelity and also studying a little bit about grief journeys and just um, transitions in life in general. And so I hope that this episode, number one, helps you feel not alone. Uh, It also helps you to leave motivated to walk yourself through these stages so that you can get to the end stage. And I hope that it helps you to create the life that you want instead of living in this life that you didn't ask for. Because sometimes that's the very first part of it is that we we feel like we're stuck in, well, I didn't ask for any of this. This isn't what I wanted. And while that's true, that that keeps us stuck and we want to move out of that stage. So let's dive in to the four stages. The first stage I like to call shock and awe. And in that stage, you're basically just living in autopilot. You you feel lost. You feel stuck. You didn't expect this to happen. You maybe have fallen into these bad ways of coping, and you know they aren't helping. I talked about in a previous episode, the five things not to do. And maybe you're in that cycle of doing those five things, even though you shouldn't be. And I want to get you out of that, out of the numbness, out of the ignoring the signs, out of the pretending you're still the perfect family, out of being scared. And so stage one is shock and awe. You know the infidelity has taken place, but yet you don't quite know how to move past it, how to recover from it. And you are almost in a state of frozenness, I guess you could say. And then we move in to stage two. And stage two, I call consciously unconscious. Because what happens in stage two is you start to become more conscious, less unconscious, You become conscious of the fact that you're stuck. You get to a place where you maybe start to long for someone else's life or someone else's marriage, someone else's relationship. You can step into this place of being judgmental and blaming others. You want to compare your life to other people's lives. You want to make sure everybody knows this is not my fault. This was just the life that was handed to me. This stage, stage two, the consciously consciously unconscious stage is a really painful stage because 
you're aware, but yet you don't quite know the actions to take. And you often end up in this cycle of shame and blame. You're either busy shaming yourself. You know, how did I miss the signs? How could this be happening to me? What did I do? How could I have done better? Or you step into blame. And sometimes you do both at the same time. And the blame, you know, is you want to blame, well, if his mom had raised him right, or, you know, just blaming all the other parts of your life and all of the other people in your life. And so stage two, consciously unconscious. It's a painful stage, but it's necessary to walk through to get us to the other stages. Stage three, I call I'm the problem. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. Because in stage three, you realize that you are the one who can change your life. You are the one who gets to decide how your life turns out. You still kind of want to blame others, but you know it's you who needs to take control to create the exact life that you want. So part of stage three is you do start to take some responsibility. You start making some progress. You start finding these small joy moments. You figure out what life you want to create. But yet you aren't exactly doing it. You aren't exactly creating the life. You aren't exactly reconciling the relationship if that's what you choose. You aren't exactly taking the steps to divorce when you know that's the right answer. So the stage three, I'm the problem. And then we move in to stage four. And I have called that stage beautiful suffering because it is painful, but glorious. It's when you know you're living your life to the fullest. It's when you are intentionally finding joy. Life is still filled with heartbreak, but you are willing to allow every emotion. And every single time you allow an emotion in your life, it makes you stronger. Even though your life has heartbreak and disappointment, you show up anyway. You're willing to be the person you want to be. You're willing to do the work to be the person you want to be. You're willing to do the work to have the relationships in your life that you want to have. You decide who you want to be in spite of the disappointment and the heartbreak. And so stage four, I've called beautiful suffering because there is suffering on an infidelity journey, but there's also beauty. And I think one of the things that pain can do for us if we allow it to, is it can allow us to find the beauty more easily. I think it takes a broken and tender heart to see beauty everywhere. And so part of stage four, this beautiful, beautiful suffering is that you get to a place where the thought that you carry around is I see beauty everywhere. And do you know what happens when you think that 
in your life, you start to see beauty everywhere. It shows up in the most mundane and ordinary places. But to get there, you have to go through all the stages. You have to walk through shock and awe and feel numb and feel disappointed and carry around a little bit of hatred. And then you have to move into being consciously unconscious, knowing that you can take this and it can make you bitter or it can make you better, but yet you quite don't know how to let it make you better yet. And you know it's probably easier just to be bitter. And then you have to move into, I'm the problem. Okay, I'm the one that's keeping myself from becoming better. I'm the one that's holding me back from living my best self. And then you get to move into the beautiful suffering. And that makes the whole journey worthwhile. And it's possible because I'm living proof that it's possible. And while my life is filled with good, it still has beautiful suffering. There are still hard parts. There are going to be hard parts to your life, no matter how good it is. That's just being a human. And so I just want to encourage you that wherever you fall, whatever stage you fall in on your infidelity journey right now, there's hope for you. Your beautiful suffering is coming and it's going to be so good. We were created for hope. And when we are working through the stages of infidelity, especially the first two stages, it's really easy to lose that hope. And I want you to see by talking about these four stages that your future was meant to inspire you instead of letting your past define you. And when you can get to that place and you can show up in your life from inspiration What you will create in your life, you can't even comprehend right now. You'll still have the infidelity. You'll still have that painful part of your story, but it won't define you. So I want you to take a minute or two. I want you to pause. And I want you to ask yourself, This question, what do I want my life to look like? Or maybe the question is, how do I want to think about my current life? Or what do I want to think about the infidelity? And I want you to answer those questions with so much purpose, and so much intentionality. Because the answer to those questions will determine the next steps you take in your journey. And they will decide how you will create the life that you want. 
Because you can continue to think about the infidelity as you are, you were the victim and he should have never done this to you and you can't believe it happened and you'll never be able to trust again. You could carry all those thoughts around with you. And I did for a long time. But guess what version of me showed up when I carried those around? The angry, the bitter, the resentful version. She wasn't a lot of fun to hang around with. I didn't even like hanging around with her. Nobody else was going to like hanging around with her. But when I asked myself those questions and I intentionally decided that I wanted to think about the infidelity as the catalyst to the change in my life, as the catalyst to my ability to show up fully in my life, no matter what was happening. I knew that what I wanted my life to look like was I wanted my home to be filled with laughter and sunshine and joy and peace. And it was up to me to create that. And once I decided that, I realized that didn't include him. When I asked myself, what do I want my life to look like? I realized I wanted it to be filled with friendship. When I asked myself what I wanted my life to look like, I knew I wanted friendships, deep friendships, but it was up to me to cultivate those. When I asked myself what I wanted my life to look like, I knew I wanted it to have space for forgiveness because I wanted to be set free from this pain. Not to let him off the hook. It's not my job to, you know, his judgment day is coming. That's not my job. He'll meet his maker one day and he'll have to do that on his own. But I didn't want it to hold me back from being the best teacher I could be, the best mother I could be, the best daughter, the best sister, the best friend, eventually the best girlfriend and wife. I didn't want it to hold me back from any of that. When I asked myself what I wanted my life to look like, I wanted to take vacations and travel the country with my children. I wanted them to see as much of this country as they could. And so I prioritized my finances in that way. What would it look like to live with so much joy in your life? Because walking through these four stages of infidelity are going to get you to that place where you have the ability to create massive amounts of joy. So I want you to decide on purpose how you want to walk through this journey, who you want to be in this life after this experience. That wraps up today's episode. I would love for you to leave a rating with a review. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the other ways that you can hang out with me. If you're looking for more one-on-one help in your healing journey, I'm opening a few more spots for coaching. You'll get 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with me specific to your needs. You will also get a copy of my Joy Creator Journal, which is literally worth its weight in gold. Fill out the interest form in the show notes and I'll be in touch. Let's get you on the path to creating massive amounts of joy. Much love, Monica. And remember, joy comes in the morning.